It's six o'clock. It's time for the happy hour, happiest hour, hours of comedy in San Francisco and stuff. Yay. Uh, I'll turn the the noise out there a little louder. Oof, my brain and my mouth are no not connected today because this is weird. I I I talked to I talked to a boy on the phone till four in the morning, but he's not a boy. He's an age appropriate man, which is weird. I know. Give me a woo. Uh, but it is kind of gross. Like forty five. Ooh, right. So old. So gross. So old. Ugh. Even though I'm 47, see, there's the that's the irony. I'm like, old people are gross. I have no concept of myself of who I am in reality or space or time. But you know who does? Your first comedian, everyone. Put your hands together for the very funny Tim Taylor. Yeah. All right, all right. What's going on, mutiny? The Pam Benjamin goodbye night, right? Okay, so the Saturday, Pam Benjamin, good night. So it's good to see everybody. I, uh, my name is Tim Taylor. I am the creator and star of a one-person play that's going to be debuting in San Francisco, November 11th and 12th, called The Father-Daughter Dance at Piano Fight. I'm really excited about that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. So uh, come on in, JW. Don't worry about it. Um, so, you know, I, uh, I had a really bad plate of seafood pasta the other day at an Italian place. Got super sick, so I'm taking them to small clams court. Oh, yes! Yes! They're going to have to shell out some serious clams. Speaking of an American girl doll. Oh, yeah, American girl doll. Yeah, kind of a weird weird transition. I took my daughter many years ago to the American girl doll store in San Francisco, I mean, in New York, and we were approaching the, the, the store, and there was a huge line out front. I was going to cut it, right? And there's a bouncer at the American Girl store. About, do you, have an, you ever had an American Girl? No, never had. That's a $200 doll, right? They're huge, expensive. So I get up there, and it's like this gigantic six foot four, 250-pound bouncer. I'm thinking to myself, when he goes and talks to his friends about what he does, it's like, what do you do? Go, I'm a bouncer, man. Oh, that's cool, man. Where, where do you do bouncer? I miss in Manhattan. He, like, in, in, increasingly knows he's going to be cornered into what he says. It's like, oh, really? What's the name of the place? He goes, American Girl. Oh, cool. Is that a strip club? Right on. It's like, no, man. It's this place where people can get uh, females that are mostly plastic for like $200. Like, that's a strip club. That's a strip club. So we went in there, and my daughter, she goes nuts, right? And she just wants everything. And everything's really expensive. And I'm sitting on a couch, a circular couch, where the dads are, and they're just like holding their heads like they're in a Vietnam movie. It's like, oh, this is too much because they can see the ringing going on. Like there's, they're, they're having credit checks around the, the sofa. And my daughter is asking me, and I'm saying, yes, yes. And I'm literally wilting, wilting. I, I can't object. It's like I have objectile dysfunction. Oh, a case of objectile dysfunction. Huzzah! <laughs> Anyway, so I'm sitting there and I, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like freaking out. And this woman walks by and she goes, do you want some, do you want Molly? I was like, oh my God, yes. And she turns, she's talking to her little girl, right? She wants Molly the doll. Cause there's like, my, my daughter had Kit. There was the um, Latin one named Josefina. There was Token, the black one. Oh, that didn't even get a laugh. Thank you. 
There, there was, there was a, a $400 one that you could rent that was, I, I can't remember her name, I'm losing it. So, no, but you could actually rent a doll at the American Girl store and take it around. My daughter came up to me and she's like, Daddy, one day I want to have people rent me and take me around. I was like, I had one job, one job. So we went up to the third floor. There's a third floor at the American Girl doll store where you can get hair done, the doll's hair done. You can ma- I, th- I thought I'd walked into the doll hair store. Oh, I'm just dropping dad jokes left and right for Pam Benjamin. <laughs> Finally, I got to the fourth floor where uh, uh, th- there was a cafe where you could eat the dolls. I'm sorry, you could eat with the dolls. You could not eat the dolls. And I will tell you something, as, as nerve-wracking as that experience was, it's one of the fondest memories I have of spending time with my daughter, who I love more than life itself. Thank you. Oh, oh. that's Tim Taylor. I'm sorry, I put Elvis on behind us. I thought that would be good, but I didn't realize how, how sad Elvis is. Um, that was lovely, Tim. And, you know, I appreciated all the doll material because nobody has ever mentioned when I put up that picture about the creepy dolls that there's four those are my creepy dolls that live on my creepy bed yes and they have they are creepy and some of them are over a hundred years old which is i know right i can't i can't throw anything away except my parents love your <laughs> but i'm your next comedian uh you can see him later tonight at best of sf put your hands together for daniel lewis yay for it's the Thank you. Thanks, guys. How are you doing? How are we doing? Good to see you. Well, if I had a daughter, I would love her more than life itself, too, okay? But I don't have one. But I want credit for that, too. I want to be able to pander, too, Tim. I'm pandering. Right on, right on, man. Uh, what, do you guys think of, what do you guys think of unicycles? Any thoughts on unicycles? Anybody hate them as much as I do? They're annoying, right? Thinking about why they're annoying. Obviously, someone riding around on a unicycle, unless they're like a clown in training, they're looking for attention, right? The only way to travel where you'd look less ridiculous if you were juggling at the same time. That's what it's like. But I was thinking a little deeper about this. I think one of the reasons I dislike unicycles is that just intuitively, you know the unicycle was not a transitional invention on the way to the invention of the bicycle. It's not a simpler bicycle, it's a shittier bicycle. I looked it up, sure enough, the unicycle invented 50 years after the bicycle. What kind of asshole invention is this? A simpler and demonstrably worse version of an existing thing. What else is like that? That'd be like 50 years after the airplane was invented, people would be going, ah, check it out everybody, behold, we're calling it the kite. Look at it soar. Anyway, what else? Had Bon Mi sandwich earlier today. Love the Bon Mi sandwich. Him, I believe, invoked Vietnam at some point in your set. She's continuing to pander. The American conservative? No, I'm just joking. I don't know. <laughs> I had Bon Mi sandwich earlier today. I love the Bon Mi sandwich. It's a very interesting sandwich because it's on the French roll. I think it's interesting that they stuck with the French roll after everything France did to that country. That's how good French bread is. <laughs> you can't deny it. They, the, the Vietnamese people saw fit to have a bloody 10-year insurgent war to get rid of the French colonial 
government. They were like, get the fuck out of our country. Stay out. We should never came here. We have our own culture. We have our own country here. Leave the baguettes. And the tasty pate and get out. The French left coffee culture in Vietnam too. That's why you got the Vietnamese coffee because the French were there. And they stuck with the coffee too just because coffee is also undeniably great. I can imagine, even when they were first introducing it, like Ho Chi Minh was sitting around with his generals, like planning against the French, being like, we're going to expel these fancy French pieces of shit. We're going to kill them. We're going to kill their wives. Mm, mm. We're going to kill their kids. Right after this cafe au lait. You want cafe au lait? Four more cafe au lait, s'il vous plaît. Thank you very much. What else? What else? What else was I going to try here, man? They're saying we're ruining the environment. They said because we're ruining the environment, we're going to have to go to Mars. We're going to have to colonize Mars. Speaking of colonization, by the way. We have to colonize Mars because we're fucking up the environment. This is a weird solution to the problem to me because you know where the environment is really horrible? Uh, on Mars. It's way worse. It's 100 degrees below zero in the, sh in the shade there. And there is no shade because there are no trees. And everything is one color. I don't know. How would you explain to your grandkids on Mars, like, why you had to leave the lush green Earth? Why did we have to leave, Grandpa? Oh, it was horrible. It was a real hellhole. Everything got five degrees warmer. We had to get the hell out. And we're going to do the same thing here on Mars. We're going to dig up everything underneath the Martian soil. We're going to burn it for fuel. Pretty soon it'll be negative 95 here. We'll have to get the hell out. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, did I get the horn yet? Probably right now. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Every time, Damn baby. I'm on point. What the fuck is wrong with me? Why would you do that? Three and a half years in comedy and you still do that. Did I get the light yet? How long's he been up there? Oh, man. Saw an ad for Shark Week the other day. You guys know Shark Week on Discovery Channel? People seem to like Shark Week. I'm always a little bit depressed that sharks don't get to enjoy Shark Week at all. They're a week to be celebrated. They have no way of knowing that it's happening because they don't have TV down there. You know, but that's a shame. That'd be like if you had Gay Pride Month, but it was only held at Bass Pro Shops. That's very disappointing. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everyone. Yay. One time, I was at the Monterey Bay Aquarium with this doctor thing, and they had us eating sushi in front of the fish. I thought that was funny. <laughs> right? We were eating sushi in front of the fish. You're next comedian. What a lovely human being. He's helping out so much in my absence. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Thank you. Uh, that you... Your unicycle thing, remind, you remember like three years ago when iPhone came out, like, ooh, you can text people your voice now. It's like, no, we've had voicemail for a hundred years. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Guys, I want you to be honest with me. Does this body make my ass look fat or no? All right, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really like my body. Um, I know, hi puppy. I know that's not like a, that's not like a unique thing. Like, do you guys, any of you, Hate my body too. All right, <laughs> uh, it's not my fault. I never really had good uh, nutritional education when I was younger. I thought you burned calories by eating hot foods. Uh, I was drinking hot cocos every day, being like, "Why am I 
gaining weight. That doesn't make any sense. All right. Um, I recently moved in with my girlfriend. Uh, we live in an Asian Jewish home, which means that you have to take your shoes off, but you can complain about it as much as you want. I don't know, you can, this one stands, you can smell the stir-fried gefilte fish all the way down the hall. All right. Yeah, fuck you, Dan, for giving me that horrible joke. All right. Uh, what are we doing? All right, I uh, got my car stolen recently by a tow truck. That kind of sucks. Getting your, getting your car towed is kind of like the worst breakup ever, you know? They leave you in the middle of the night, take all your stuff. They don't even leave a note to tell you what you did wrong. And when they finally do contact you, it's to let you know that you owe them money. And you're like, why do I owe you money? They're like, fuck you. That's why. Um, uh, my, uh, I got my car towed for, you know how like the, there's the driveways and then there's like a foot of red next to the driveway. I was like a half inch in there and they got me towed, which is stupid because like, why would you call a tow truck for someone outside of your own place? Like I may not know your name or anything. I know where you live. All right. That's not very smart. That's like a mugger mugging you and then giving you their business card. Like, Hey, Give me all your shit, and if you have any complaints about how this has gone, please feel free to contact me. You know where I'm at. All right, this is going incredibly, what, what? Reading notes helps every time. Um, I recently got a targeted ad for the Pocket Puppy. If you don't know what that is, the Pocket Puppy is a stuffed animal with a pocket pussy inside of it for your dog to hump. Um, we can't solve homelessness, but you want to make Fido come, we got you. Sorry, that's, that's a stupid joke. We all know that that's not being used for dogs. That's by furries for furries, all right? I don't know. I don't, even, I don't blame the furries for, for what they do. Like, I, I personally blame Playboy. They told generations of young men that there's nothing hotter than a bunny rabbit. There are consequences. I don't mean to kink shame, although I do think you need to have kink shamers. Like, otherwise, where's the fun? Like, otherwise, you're just doing normal sex stuff. That's, no one wants to just be like, oh yeah, we're doing the thing that's accepted. That's no fun. You gotta, you gotta have someone be upset by your life choices. All right. Um, we're gonna skip that one. Any of you ever have to do pen pals? Yeah? Pen pals always seem like a weird thing to me. Like when I was in like third, fourth grade, they made us do pen pals, and one of the classes were pen pals with prisoners, and they'd like they'd like have us send photographs of ourselves to the prisoners. They'd be like, "Tell them all about yourself." Like, I'm Josh. I'm eight years old. I love candy. My dad's away on business a lot. Here's my return address. You know. <laughs> all right. Thanks for your time, guys. Josh Kotsky, surprisingly not abducted as a child. He's so darling. Why was he not abducted? Um, yay, Josh, yay. That was really funny. Uh, your, the bunny thing I thought was, what was I going to say about? Oh, Jessica Rabbit. Anyway, he doesn't care. Like some, some, A lot of men have fetishes with like, um, gloves because of Jessica Rabbit. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Brad, <laughs> Brad Jennings. Okay, thanks for the walk-up song. Um, 
Oh, I've so I noticed I've been dating um, addicts recently, um, and it's because they're so fun. Um, I feel like they always have really good ideas and like fun stories. I don't know. I was dating this guy, um, and all of his stories were he was like, and then I woke up in my vomit, and I was like, oh, does that happen a lot for you? And he's like, oh, only like twice a week. And I was like, oh, well then it's fine. <laughs> but he's really fun. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, let's see. Um, oh, I've, okay, my, I have a new favorite show. Um, I'm obsessed with watching uh, Married at First Sight. Has anyone heard of it? Yeah, so um, it's where uh, experts um, pick like two random people and then they, uh, the first time they meet, they get married. So their wedding's the first time they're meeting. And I think that's crazy because I feel like I, it's like their first date. And I've never been on a first date where I was like, ah, I wish my parents were here to comment and like, I don't know. And they also, I think it, I don't know. It's kind of inspiring. I kind of want to like wear a wedding dress to a first date and just see what happens. <laughs> just be like, it's like the show and then they won't hang out with me. Um, okay, I don't know. Let's see, I wrote a lot about this and none of it's very good. Oh, okay, one thing also I've noticed about Married at First Sight is they always have, the mother always gives like a speech at the wedding and it's always like pretty mean. Like, it's like, ah, I don't know why anyone would want to be with my daughter. And and then that's, like, the end of the speech. <laughs> and, I, it, yeah, I think that's why they're on the show. Um, let's see. Oh, and there's always, like, the groomsmen who's... Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I don't know. And they're always talking about how the, the you know, the groomsmen... In the speech, they're always like, he has such a great sense of humor. And like, probably not. I They can't all have great senses of humor. And also, um, I feel like that's not a good thing. I don't know. Have you ever hung out with funny people? Probably. It's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> they keep making jokes, and you're like, oh, is this real or not? Um, <laughs> that's how I feel when I hang out with funny people. Uh, let's see if I wrote anything. Oh, but the best part of the show, I think, is when... Uh, uh, the people, like, uh, the bride and the groom, they have to tell their families that they're getting married to a stranger in two weeks. And um, I always take pictures of their family's faces because they just look so disappointed and so disgusted. And it's great. Um, okay. <laughs> I have, like, eight notebooks up here. Okay. Um, I, okay, I was, I like the internet, um, clearly. And... <laughs> I was, uh, I've been getting a lot of ads for Viagra um, because my name's Brett and I think it's like a male name and, and so they think I'm a guy. And, and I, they're really convincing ads though. They're like, do you want women to like you? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, I, so far Viagra has not worked. Um, I, <laughs> but it could. Uh, okay, let's see. I... Um, I also wanna, I also think my ads are targeted because of the things I look up. Like I found out about, there's this thing called AlphaCon and it's like Comic-Con, but for like alpha males. And uh, so alpha males all like get together and they have uh, this like conference where they, I don't know, get better at being alpha males, I guess. And, um, and the keynote speaker is Dan Bilzerian. And uh, one of the guys who talks at it, uh, who is one of the keynote speakers, is his whole thing is how to get your wife to want to sleep with you again. Um, and I watched all of it. Like, I, <laughs> he's my favorite. Um, because all of the things he suggests are like, 
uh, like buy more cars and like have more muscles and like none of the suggestions are like ask her. <laughs> and okay, sorry, I took too long. Thanks. Twitter for Jennings, everyone. Keep your hands clapping and keep slapping your meat paws together, everybody. For Amy Stringer, yay! Hello. Hi. I um I think pronouns are more important than ever, and that's why when someone tells me something really funny. I always try to make sure to say he, she, they instead of he, he, he. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, was look, I was thinking about the Bible recently, and uh, you know the story of Adam and Eve and how Eve was born from one of Adam's ribs? And I was thinking that that's probably the first instance of gaslighting ever on record. Like... Like Adam was just like, yeah, Eve, you were you were born from one of my ribs. Ow, <laughs> that hurt. You're welcome. Now you do everything. And then she goes and eats an apple, and he's like, oh, you like fruit? Yeah, honey crisp hooker. <laughs> How'd you like to grow your own watermelon every nine months? Yeah, Fuji fuckface. How do you like them apples, you Brayburn bitch? Okay. Um, I I love reading people's books on their bookshelves. I love reading the books that they have, not not just the covers, um, because I feel like you can really learn a lot about a person based on what's on their bookshelves. Uh, but the thing is, I have not read about eighty percent of what's on my bookshelf, and uh, and so they say that that you know you shouldn't judge people by judge books by their covers but you should that's the only thing you can judge me by because i don't know what's in them <laughs> um let's see what else <laughs> i i think it's stupid how hard it is for me to have an orgasm because i love orgasms they're great but Every time it's like I have to summon like all the mindfulness of a Buddhist monk and and like <laughs> go through like like the doubt of of a film about an underdog sports team and and like summon the hope and the determination of the 2008 presidential election. Like, yes, we can. Si se puede. Yeah. Um, okay. I think my Alexa and I are in a fight. I think she's she doesn't like me, cause she never does what I tell her to do. Like she'll just start, you know, saying a lot. Like like, she'll just start playing music, and I will I'll be like Alexa, why did you play that? I didn't ask you to do that. And she'll be like, I only do what you tell me. I'm like, no, no, you don't. And then, and then I just take all my anger out on her, and, and we get in this big fight. And <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know where that's going. Um, yeah, I don't believe in recycling, really, because you know those trash cans on the street that have, like, the bottom level is a trash can and the top level is recycling? And it's just the same hole. Like, what is that? 
But I did learn that when you put something in the recycling, a third level opens up and it just drops straight into a dolphin's mouth. So I don't know. I don't believe it anymore. Thank you. Amy Stringer, everyone. Dolphin snuff porn. Yeah. You're, yeah. Oh, that's easy. Uh, good times. That was fun. Uh, hey, everybody. Your next, he's, he'll stay. Uh, your next comedian's going to come up to the stage. This Barley's going to stay back here. Stay with me, Barley. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun. Yay! I think it's a very important and valuable life skill to be able to let go of things. Unless you're carrying a baby. As a uh, gay man with a very stressful job, um, I'm really turned off by the fact that people say that I'm trying to groom children. Groom children? With, with what time? I work 60 hours a week in a very stressful job. I don't even have time to groom myself. Uh, in an alternate version, you replace the word groom with molest, and I'm not sure which is funnier. I don't have time to molest myself. <clears throat> All right. I work in construction, and um, the project, it's everything. Just every, every day, it's another problem. And it's, it's all my responsibility to fix, and it's like my wedding night. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm not married anymore because I got divorced. That's okay. Um, I told a joke recently, and a lady told me to grow up. Grow up. I negotiated a better selling price when I consigned my wedding ring. There's no more growing up I can do. Who here is afraid of artificial intelligence? Y'all are overreacting. I'm not afraid of artificial intelligence, and let me explain why. I've been carrying Siri around in my pocket for 12 years, and yet she still seems to think that I'm trying to suck a big black duck or that I'm ducking a bunch of guys every weekend. I'm ducking one guy, and that is my ex-husband's lawyer. There we go. Turns out it's easy to get over a divorce when you're single and gay in the Bay Area. The Bay Area is so gay. The Bay Area is so gay that one of our most beloved landmarks is the Ferry Building. This is a very queer spire, which was built decades before the America Pyramid even came out as trans. This next thing, I'm, I'm going to get political for um, the rest of it. Um, six years too late, and after many years of trying, I realized, or rather, achieved on the way to work on Tuesday, the ability to do a Trump impression now. I understand it's not relevant anymore and that it's tired and it's old and I had to change it up a little bit to make it engaging. So I present to you a character named Grandma Trump. I'm going to need, however, you, sir, to act as excitedly as if you've just opened the door to Grandma's house. Open the door, say Grandma. Oh my God, look at my beautiful grandson. 
There is no grandson as beautiful or as grand son as my grandson. All the other grandmas, they tell me, they tell me, Donna, your grandson is so beautiful. How is he so beautiful? He gets it from me. He's growing, he's tall, he's going to be a big boy, big, very big, very big boy, biggest boy you've ever seen. Because I take care of him, I feed him, I bake him cookies, I bake him cookies, I bake cookies myself, I bake the best cookies. All the other grandkids are jealous of my grandson, who gets cookies baked by his amazing grandma, who is me. And in the morning, I take care of him, I take care of my grandson, I'm going to make him a big breakfast, big breakfast, biggest breakfast you've ever seen. And you may think, Donna, how can anyone fix breakfast that big? You must have some help. I alone can fix it. All right, that's stupid. Um, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm, now that I can do a Trump impression, I do want him to run again. But for him to have a chance, I think he ha would have to run as a Democrat. And he would if he knew how much excuse me, positive attention he would get. We're going to fight global warming. The globe is warming. It's too warm, too hot. You go outside, you sweat too much. It's uncomfortable. We need global cooling. We're going to cool it. We're going to cool the globe. We're going to cool it down 65 degrees. Very cool. Some people think it's too cool. I can handle it. We're going to cool the globe with a green new deal. The greenest, newest deal you've ever seen. They're going to call it Trump's Green New Deal. Very green, like a tree. We'll plant lots of trees, Trump trees. All right. We're going to build a high-speed rail very fast. The trains, you have never seen beautiful, fast trains like this. Fastest in the world, almost 100 miles an hour. He'd still be an idiot. All right. Um, 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 um. The mic stand is tightened now. And that is all that I've contributed during my time up here. Thank you. Give it up for the dog. Call it broad, everyone. That was lovely. Thanks, Josh. Um, you, the person who thinks they're next actually isn't next. Um, it's actually Jay Stewart because, uh, but it's because we but we bumped the list around because Ian isn't here. And are you out? Good to see you. Oh, okay. Uh, you want a chocolate cookie? That's smart. Um, Put your hands together, everybody, for Jay Stewart. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. All right, I'm going to try to run it, because every time I hear myself on the recordings, I sound really tired. So I'm just going to, this is going to be the whole thing. Uh, I didn't actually, like, rehearse it while I was running, so hang on. I got to think about what I was going to say. Oh, wait. Somebody was tired. Uh... Colin, I really appreciated your your Trump impression. I uh, I it, you know it was refreshing in like New York. Uh, it became just like such a stereotype that every white guy would get up on stage and do a Trump impression. But that was like that was refreshing. But I uh, I heard about the scientists they were able to use the vocal cords of whales to recreate uh, the human voice, and I just thought I was like. Great. All we need, another Trump impression. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, I, uh, you know what, I, I kind of, my, my 
buddy sent me a save the date uh, for for his wedding in March, and um, so I just sent him the text back, and I was like, hey, I got your STDs. Thank you. I can't wait. Um, I uh, um, been a uh, was in a Christian school K through twelve. I used to uh, cheat on all my Bible tests. On a completely unrelated note, I was in the hospital nine times. Uh, psych ward, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, after the first time, I was like, you know what, let's just make it an even three squared. Um, I, uh, uh, I, I've been telling this story and I, I, th- I think I was listening back to the recording, so I'm, I'm gonna do this story, but I'm gonna like push everything to the extreme as far as my feelings. So, so there's this guy at this Walgreens, and and I hate him. Like I, I, I hate him so much. I, I just he's like Hitler and this guy that works on Walgreens. I, I hate this guy, um, because he's just so friendly to me when he comes in. I hate it. I want him to be sad all the time I, I don't i don't like i don't like it you're too happy around me i don't want to be around it please leave but you work here so i have to leave so i'm just trying to get out of there as soon as possible i don't know does anybody like no does anybody else have people in their life that are just a little too chipper is this just me i'm like do you have to be this happy all the time like their their store gets robbed so much, like complete empty aisles. He, he like comes up to me and, <laughs> and I feel so bad for them. They're so overworked. Every time he's like, "Did you find everything you need, Jay?" He like he knows my name. Like I've never worked a job where I remember anybody's name. Like I, I even my coworkers. Like I met up with a, a guy of mine. And he was seeing all these people I used to work with. And I was like, I don't remember any of these people. <laughs> um. But anyways, what was I saying? He'll like help me all over the the uh, the store. It's so fucking annoying how excited he is to help me all over the store because everything's locked, and I think it's so ridiculous that everything is locked, and it bothers me. But he is so excited to help me, and he'll like. There was this one time he had to grab a key from behind the counter, and he broke into a run to get the key. And I was like, dude, no! Like, just walk. Like. You don't have to be this excited at work. I don't get it. Um, uh, I, I I did actually have like newish material, but I really can't think about it. I don't know. I heard about, I found out about these dolls that are $200 that you can't fuck apparently. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, that's my time. Thank you very much. $200 unfuckable dolls. What's the point of that? Jay Stewart. That's absolutely. America Girl dolls are really cool, though. I, I don't I don't have um one, but gee, I'd like to. I know that makes... I'm so weird. I love dolls. That's why I put them on the flyer. Um, your next comedian. I did. No one commented on the creepy dolls. Everyone saw them, right? And nobody thought... No one was like... Gee, that's weird, Pam. So where did those come from? Uh, dolls? No, not a comment, not a wink, nothing. I'm like, what phase is these people? Nothing. I mean, I almost thought about, I have a naked picture of myself on my phone from a mirror. And I was like, what if I put like weird, like like a beaver emoji on top of things? Are you allowed to show that much skin? I just thought, would anybody say anything? Would they be like, is that you? 
But I have tattoos. I'm so dumb. I've had one beer. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm just giddy. I'm just your next comedian. Put your hands together for Charlie Moore. Yay! All my niggas hopping in the whip. Now we on speed chase. High speed. Uh, I guess the last performer left. But I, I agree. I fucking hate people who are happy all the time. Like just coming on stage with smiles. How the fuck do comedians do that? It bothers me a lot. No, that's me. I'm that guy. I bombed at Milk Bar and I figured, you know what? It was kind of good because I had fun on stage and the audience didn't, which makes me the winner. That was my attitude. I'm one of those. Um, something about me, I played Division Three basketball, for those of you who don't know. Um, it's cool. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, there's three levels to college basketball. There's Division One, which is the top. There's Division Two, which is the middle. And then there's Division Three, which is what I play. You can tell whether a basketball team is Division One, Two, or Three by seeing whether one, two, or three of the players on the court are white. It's true. In Division Three, like it's it's kind of a joke. Like I spend more time shooting balls into red solo cups than I do into actual basketball hoops. <laughs> this is true. The slogan of Division Three basketball is "Win or lose, we will booze." That's actually the slogan that we say. Like N Division One, it's sponsored by Nike. Division Two is sponsored by Adidas, and Division Three is sponsored by our parents. It's true, and it's actually good. People complain it's actually pretty good because, to be honest, new basketball shoes makes for an incredibly effective Venmo caption when requesting your parents for weed. It's awesome. Like, my dad, he gives way more shits about my sports games than I do. I really don't care. But he watches. He watches all my games. And after one game, he called me up, and he's like, yeah, Charlie, tough loss. Um, I saw you hurt your ankle out there. You think you want to brace for that or something? And I was like, yeah, that'd probably help my ankle. That'd help me. And then he's like, sweet, I'll order one for you. And I was like, actually, you want to just send me the money for the brace? It was cool. Over the course of that season, I faked 10 injuries. <laughs> It was awesome. By the end of the season, my Venmo history looked like an anxious mom's when her son wants to pick up skateboarding. Just like ankle brace, knee brace, shin pads, everything. That was what it was. But then eventually, as you guys can probably guess, my dad became suspicious because anytime he'd send me money for items, I was never wearing them the next day. So I figured instead of having injuries, I'd have skin issues and ask for creams instead. <laughs> I got the same money. And because of all those creams I was ordering, my Venmo history just looked like a white woman's. It is fun to be able to say that I played Division Three basketball, though, um, just because I don't add the Division Three part. And when I tell people I play college basketball and they look at me, they just assume I'm way better than I actually am. Like, if you looked at me, you'd think I was good. And all right, let's see if I can think of a punchline on the fly to this next joke. Um, I haven't written one. Um, but anyways, it's cool when I go to like stores and shit too, um, because when I go to stores with my teammates, I mean, like I'm like an average height guy on my team. So we stand out and we look like a pretty legit basketball team. We pull up in gear. They don't know our parents bought it for us, but we pull up in matching gear. We look pretty legit. And people will always come up and they'll be like, oh, where do you play? Like, are you Duke, Kentucky, something like that? And we don't have to answer it because eventually they realize that Duke would never be eating at Taco Bell before a game. <laughs> That was all right. All right. What do I want to leave it on? Um, I took a trip to the South pretty recently. 
That was cool. People told me the South was going to be a racist place. I found that not to be the case. People were so kind that they'd go out of their way to offer me directions. Like one guy came up to me and he goes, hey son, looks like you're in the wrong town. If I'm being honest with you guys, I honestly think that the South is the least racist part of the US. Because in the North, we stand and salute a flag that represents 400 years of systemic racism and oppression. In the South, they stand and salute the flag of a country that rose up to defeat that racist system. That's pretty cool. I fuck with the South. Yeah, one more one. All right. I never remember my last. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. Charlie Moore, everyone. I'm going to miss you when you go back to Vermont. You're going to have such a good time at school and starting your own group of comedians and getting units and on. Middlebury! Woo! Uh, you're, yeah, I know. Oh, is that your team? Are they the Devils? That's very no, cool if they are. Panthers. Ooh, the Panthers, like the Black Panthers. Oh my God, you're like Wakanda. That's so nice. Um, your next comedian, she's one of my favorite people in the Bay Area. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Now Thank you. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. I think it's happy. I don't know. We're working on that still. I was thinking about how we always have time at our disposal. Not like we have things to do, but we always know what time it is. Like there's always a clock. You ever have a phone, you have a watch, you have a clock on the wall, you have a clock on the TV, you have your computer. Everybody knows what time it is. And you can, at any given moment, you can say, oh, it's 2.56 p.m. on Saturday afternoon on July 23rd, 2002, the year of our Lord. And what am I doing with my life? I don't know, it's just, there's something there to think about. Um, time fascinates me, and um, I just, I think, it, does anybody know what time it is now? 6.45, see, we know what time it is. We know where we are at this moment. Thank you. That's cool, all right. Um, another thing I was thinking about is, sometimes when you have a rough spot and you're uh, just trying to get through the day, and you pray, or you, you may not call it prayer, but you think, like, can somebody just hold my hand for a fucking minute so I can get through to the next moment? Anybody else? Just me? No? Yeah? Yeah? Okay, cool. And it's, it's like asking for help. Um, there's a great quote about uh, Ram Dass said that we're all just holding hands, walking home. And I love that, because we are. We're just, this is a community, and we're all helping... Some people are holding more than hands, but uh, I won't say what they're holding. Okay. Um, when This is another new one. Um, coming on the bus today, I'm always finding these weird things on the bus. This guy got on, and he had a, a wheelchair, and he was sitting, you know, the bus driver stopped and got open. He opened the, the space for him. The guy got on. He made sure that he got in safe and everything, and he was driving, and then we're driving along, and all of a sudden you hear this glass breaking. And the driver looks up, you, I could see the driver looking in the mirror and he's looking at the guy in the wheelchair and he goes, is that alcohol? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. He goes, I'm gonna have to let you off. I, I, and I couldn't hear all what he was saying, but he let the guy off. He, he pulled over to the next stop and he, he got off because he must have an alcohol because that's not allowed on the bus. Okay, we all learned something new. 
All right, how about some old jokes? Uh, the first thing anyone sees about me now is that I'm old. I hate that. And I argue to say that old precedes female because we even say old lady. It's not lady old. Unless it's in Spanish and then it's senor mejor. But there's also race. At what point, thank you, at what point do you think white? Before lady or after? Before old or after? Which came first, the chicken or the old lady? After, thank you. Shit. <laughs> Fucking old lady. And did you know that LOL also stands for little old lady? Or in my case, little old lesbian? And an LOL, LOL is an urging the grandma to enjoy the fuck out of life. Laugh out loud, little old lady. Why you still can? Why you still can? Thank you. All right. Uh, can we just stop shooting people? Please, stop shooting and killing people. Stop hating. Can we all just take a moment to realize that it doesn't hurt me if my neighbor is black and I'm white? If he's Muslim and I'm Jewish? If he's Republican and I'm not an idiot? Okay, maybe that does hurt, but it's an advantage because we learn from the other person. We learn, we grow. It's that simple. Am I talking too fast? Do you get what I'm trying to tell you? It does not hurt me if my neighbor is different. Say it with me. It does not hurt me neighbor is different. Thank you. I learn and grow from different. And so do you and you and every one of you fuckers. So shut up, sit down, and stop hating. You're making the rest of us look bad. All right, that's my time. Thanks very much, Pam. Oh, Give it up for Mutiny Radio. Yay, Yay Lori Brown. Yay. 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 I learned, wow, you still can. Um, we are in for a treat, everyone. Uh, we have something new and different that we've never seen, so clap your hands wildly. It's your first time at Mutiny Radio, everybody. For Rob! Yeah, we some savages. Posted on the end of this note. That is cracking. You ain't winning. Jeff Bezos woke up feeling unfulfilled and strange. He summoned his accountant and asked... What can I do with my spare change? And the accountant said, you could fly to space or build 10,000 schools, cure dementia, or build a thousand hospitals, give roads and power to nine poor nations, or give your workers a decent life. He thought and he thought and he thought and he thought about what he should do, just what he ought, what was appropriate to his privileged place. And then he said, I'm going to space. I'm going to space. All oh, this rat race is a disgrace. Maybe I'll make a moon base. I need a cosmic coup de grace. They'll never call me commonplace. I'm going to space. These minions got to work. Build a rocket to the sky. They frowned, but gag orders stifled their size. He told them to cut corners. He wanted it yesterday. A paparazzi orgy on Spaceos launch day. Boom, there he goes, up, up, and away, and over the radio they hear him say, I'm going to space, I'm going to space, all oh, this rat race is a disgrace, maybe I'll make a moon base, I need a cosmic coup de grace, they'll never call me commonplace, I'm going to space. But deep in the engine's dark, there's a ping and a spark, a flow regulator gets the shakes, the rocket speeds up with no brakes. Now Jeff Bezos is lost in space. He's left the human race. 
He just missed the moon. Maybe he'll hit Neptune. Ah, Jeff's lost in space. An aeronautical disgrace. Who knows what he'll learn as he zips past Saturn. Poor Bezos lost in space. His steps he can't retrace. Someone hire a Seamus. Let's search your anus. Pam, is Jeff Bezos on your anus? He's not there. Jeff checks his email, finds an Amazon apology. Dear customer, sorry your O-ring went fluey. We're sending a replacement at no charge to you. You can keep the bad one. It's the least we can do. Oh, Jeffy. Oh, that was it. All right, that was amazing, everybody. That was Rob, uh, the political satire, uh, fun wonderment uh, of Rob. That was lovely. All right, your next comedian. Uh, clap your hands together for Jack Pineda. Yay! Hi there. How you guys doing? Um, yeah, I'm Jack. Uh, I'm just going to tell a story. Um, I want to see if it's funny. If it's not, it's like five minutes. We'll be okay. Uh, hey, dog. Um, I was at a park the other day reading. Yeah, I'm a fucking catch. Like, there's not much I can do about it. Uh, I was at a park the other day reading, and these two kids ran in front of me, and they were playing. And I looked up from my book, um, Dojewski. It's like, you know, smart shit. But I looked up from my book, and uh, I'm like looking at these kids playing. And one of the kids, he has a T-shirt on, and it says, uh, it says, women want me, fish fear me. And I'm like, that's a fucking cool shirt. You know what I mean? The obvious reaction. And I'm like, I, like, I consider myself like an expert in the terrible T-shirt as well. So I get, like, I've been considering a purchase for the past month of a shirt that says, uh, of course I come quick. I got fish to catch. So like, this shirt's like, this shirt's ticking all the boxes, I'll admit so I'm like, all right, I got to take a picture of this shirt because this is great. So I put my phone out, and I'm taking a bunch of pictures of this shirt. But the kid, he's, like, moving around a lot. So I'm taking a bunch of pictures of this kid. And then I hear someone behind me go, hey. And I turn around. And there's a man standing behind me. And he goes, are you taking pictures of my children? And I went, no. My phone's out with the camera open pointed towards his children. And I went, no, um, I was taking pictures of the kids behind him. In the moment, I was like, that's a, in the moment, I was like, that's a good thing to say. About three seconds after the moment, I was like, I don't know if that was the best thing to say, I'll be honest. And he goes, are those your kids? And I looked him in the eyes, and I went, yes. <laughs> I went, those two nine-year-olds are mine, yeah. And then as if on cue, the mom of the two nine-year-olds walked over, grabbed her kids by the hand, and they left the park. And I was like, that wasn't very good. I don't think that was the best thing that could have happened. So I'm just standing there, and the guy looks at me, and he goes, are you a pedophile? And I was so in shock, I just went, no. Which, you know, it's not the worst answer. It was probably not the best either, I'll be honest. I, I just go, no. And he goes, oh, okay, yeah, you should have just said that. Here, I'm going to run to the bathroom. Can you actually watch them? This guy left and had me watch his children. This is not a joke. I mean, it is a joke, but this isn't a joke. 
I'm, I'm, so I'm sitting there with my fucking kids, I guess. And the guy, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like afraid to stand up. I'm like, what is this, like a to catch a predator moment? I'm going to get fucking tackled as I stand up. And finally, the guy gets back, and he's like, oh, thank you for watching them. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, what the fuck just happened? And he goes, what do you mean? I go, like, why did you leave? Where did you go? Like, why did you not? And he goes, well, I'm not going to take my kids to the bathroom. I'm, like, well, I'm not a creep. I was like, yeah, I could fucking be. And he goes, okay, what? And I go, like, I could have been lying. I'm now arguing why I should be thought of as a pedophile, which isn't like, you know, it wasn't my favorite thing to do. Um, but he goes, I go, you know, I could have been lying. And he looks at me with the sweetest eyes I've ever seen. And he just goes, but you said you weren't. And why would you lie to me? And I was like, oh, you're dumb. And then he goes, but hey, no, actually, we're going to get ice cream soon. If you want to come with us, like, it's maybe just like a thank you for watching them. And I was like, do you think I'm 11 years old? Like, I'm not worried he's trying to kidnap me. Which I think by definition, I don't know if I can be kidnapped. I could be napped. This guy's so much bigger than me. He's fucking like 5'11". He's a giant. But I'm like, yeah, I'm probably good. And I'm standing there. And finally, he looks up at the sun. He looks at me. And he goes, I know they say you shouldn't stare at this thing. But then why would they make it so darn pretty? And I was like, oh, something's wrong with you. So I walked away. And I left. And as I was leaving, I was like, yeah, those were his kids, right? They were. They were. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I, I was hoping, I saw them get into the car as I was in the parking lot. I saw them get into the car. It was like his wife's minivan. And I was really hoping he like, was going to tell her this story as like a sweet story of a new friend he made. And then she'd beat the shit out of him. Anyways, the story was okay. Thank you for letting me test it out. All right. Jack yeah. Panetta, everyone. The story is super funny. It's funny and ironic and weird because it's funny. And then it's, it was very, very good. All right, clap your hands together for your next comedian. He is very tall and he is very funny. It's Ian Langlands, yay! Hello, I'm tall and funny. What's going on? I was supposed to be number four. Uh, I was on my way here and I shit my pants. I did. I, that's not a joke. I shit my fucking pants, everybody. Uh, they're different pants. It's okay. Don't stress out. It's okay, Lauren. I'm okay now. You know, it's one of those that you trust the fart sometimes. You trust the fart too much. And that's like society, you know? <laughs> you put your trust in the wrong places, and then you end up with pants full of shit. It wasn't like shit. You know what it is. I don't want to get graphic, but it's one of, when you think it's a fart, it's not, like, solid. Um... And I, I was driving, and I, I was so, I was like five minutes away. I was like, oh, I could just like <laughs> hike my pants up and just bite the ball. I'm like, no, what are you fucking saying? You have shit in your pants. So I had to go back. There's nothing you, you know, really makes you question your mortality a little bit when you shit your pants. How, how, how sensitive we are as human beings, how weak we are, you know? Now I have to throw away a pair of underwear. Now, I, I can't fart confidently for, like, the next few weeks. So that's the world that I live in now. But I'll do a joke, okay? Just want to let you guys know, I'm being authentic on stage here. Thank you. Oh, you don't have to. No, 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 no. You don't have to do that. Um, so um, <laughs> I hope you guys can take me seriously now. Um, so I was, I, it's so interesting when I see interviews of like old, like rock stars from like the sixties and seventies, 
they always glorify the era, but like sometimes if you take these stories out of context, it's like really some like whack ass shit. It's always like, you know, if it's like a documentary, they'll be interviewing one of the guys and they'll be like talking about one member of the band who was like the craziest. They'll be like, yeah, Jimmy, he was crazy. He used to break the TVs. Then he chucked them off the balcony at every hotel we went. And then he'd disappear for three weeks and he'd show up just in time for the gig. That's classic Jimmy. It's like, bro, Jimmy was mentally ill. Jimmy... Jimmy needed a fucking doctor, and you guys just laughed at him, you know? Like, if I did that, and my friends my friends wouldn't be like, oh, rock star life. He'd be like, fucking get him in a, you know, harness or something, or a straitjacket. <laughs> it's just that the, the rock star lifestyle is just funny to me. Because it's just a bunch of assholes. It's just that. That's what it is. Like, they'll be like, yeah, we used to go on tour... And uh, our lead guitarist, he would bang a hooker in every city we went to. It was like he had a wife and kids at home. And it's just like, oh, okay, you know, that's fun, I guess. It's speculated that Keith Moon of The Who, the drummer, he was autistic. So it's like speculated he was autistic. So it's like, oh, man, Keith Moon, he's so crazy. He's such a crazy guy. He did all these drugs that sent him into psychosis, and then he drank himself to death. What a dude. I guess it's not really a joke. It's kind of sad when you put it like that, huh? We'll work on it. Is that okay? Am I working? Am I doing okay, sir? Thank you. <laughs> Better than when I... Well, I don't know. The poop... It was pretty funny. I was, I was killing, okay, in the car, <laughs> making myself laugh. They loved it. Um, I am a... I, as Pam said, I am a tall person. I'm 6'1". I'm, I'm tall. I, dudes, um, dudes that aren't... Tall, they love. They're very infatuated with height. I get it. I'm biased. I don't have to worry about it. But I always have this conversation. I I've had this conversation tens of twenty twenty fucking times. I feel like it's always this dude. He comes up to me and he's like, so he's like, hey, how tall are you? And I'm like, I'm six one. And he's like, are you sure? Because <laughs> he's like shorter and he thinks he's six. He's like six foot. He likes to think that. He's like. Are you sure, dude? And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm sure. I'm I'm six one. I've been six one for like five years. I'm pretty sure I'm the same height. And they always ask you this question. They're like, when's the last time you went to the doctors to get measured? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. And then I'm like, well, how tall are you? And he goes, well, I'm a five eleven and three quarters. And now, thank you, Hunter. Now I just think like, if you use three quarters at the end of your height, I think you deserve the death penalty. I do. I think. <laughs> You're mentally stable, grown adult, and you use three quarters. You're not six years old, you know? That's what you say when you're six and you ask them, like, how old are you? They're like, I'm six and three quarters. That's what you say. You don't say it when you're an adult. None of these are really jokes, but I'm working on it, trying to write on stage a little more. Um, So that's been me. I'm Ian. I shit my pants. Thank you very much. Ian shits his pants Langlands. Yay. So my Indian name, so your your Indian name, I guess, is shits his pants. My Indian name was um, I mean my Native American name was a piss in boots. Because one time I peed and I had um a skirt on and then it went down into my boots and then I had to throw my socks away. And I threw my underwear away because they were wet. And it was in a mall anyway. I it's had sometimes it happens. No shame. No shame. Piss in boots. All right, your next comedian, I wonder what his Native American name would be. It'd be like Hunter. Ah, oh, that's what it would be. 
Okay, put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Yay. Everybody say, fuck Ian Langlands right now. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I am. I was writing this rebuttal in my head because um, J.W. Blunt um, came up to me when Pam was introducing the next person. So it was like, that's you. You're tall. You're tall. You're tall. And I thought it was next because I was, I was really happy to be called tall because I'm 5'11 and three quarters. And then all of a sudden, this fucking six foot one lying son of a bitch comes up. Yeah, I, I'm not going to have a meltdown on stage. I'm, gonna have, I, I'm not going to have a meltdown on stage because the guy who insulted me shat his pants. All right. Like, what am I getting? I'm having a meltdown on stage right now. I, I, this is why t comedians are the most toxic fucking people out there. I said I'm having a meltdown on stage and all you go, woo, applause break. Fuck all of you. <laughs> um, um, I forgot to bring my notebook up. I was about to do a prop joke, so fuck that. Let's move on. Um, I took a flight uh, last week. Uh, I was coming home from Seattle and uh, on this flight, I was, I was on the plane and um, the pilot said, so we're having, we're having um, mechanical difficulties right now and we're going to have the mechanics coming right now and fix that. That is not what you want to hear when you're on the fucking plane. You know what I mean? Like they're like, that'd be like, that'd be like if I'm fucking a girl uh, and the girl's fucking me and she's like, um, Ooh, I'm going to take an STD test real quick. Either way, I want my money back for the flight too. All right. <laughs> That's fun though. Um, what else is happening? Uh, you know that phrase pizza's like sex. If it's bad, it's still pretty good. Have you guys heard that? Yeah, you guys are definitely comics because you heard that. But um, I got my own version. Pizza's like sex. I'm banned from Domino's. Pizza's like sex. The first time I had it, my parents paid for it. Pizza's like sex. I don't like it with fruits. Vegetables are welcome. That's a paraplegia joke, motherfuckers. Yeah. I love how you, sir, are just nodding sternly and quietly like my Asian mother would. You know, at a dance recital, and I do dance. I don't do dance. I'm lying. I'm just trying to please you because you're just a stern Asian man. And like, I, I have mommy issues. Okay, love me, sir. Love me. It's not working. It's not. If I shat my pants, would you love me? He goes probably. That's funny. Um, I like my woman like I like my eggs, by the dozen. I like my woman like I like my eggs, the whites separated from the yellows. I'm half Asian, half white. I'm allowed to say that. All right. I like my woman like I like my eggs. Cage free. <laughs> I like my woman like I like my eggs. Brown and organic. Yep. Some of these aren't jokes. Some of these are just like, I get that. Yeah. I like my woman like I like my eggs. I don't like eggs. <laughs> All right. I'm cutting that joke out forever. <laughs> See, uh, fuck you. Because <laughs> every single time I even say, like, I'm having a meltdown or I'm cutting a joke because it's bad, you're like, yes, failure. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, you know what, guys? I'm, I'm not going to end with a joke. I'm going to say this. I just came back from Seattle. I had a great time over there. I went to go see the graves of uh, Brandon and Bruce Lee. You know, I went to the Seattle Space Needle. And, like, I just want to end my set and say, like, I had a great fucking week last week. You know? And that's, I think, a nice little positive way to say that. And also, fuck Ian Langlands. That's my time. Yay! He went to Seattle and saw the Space Needle. And Jimi Hendrix's house. Did you see Jimi Hendrix's house? You didn't? Yeah, Jimi Hendrix's little red house is in, um... Oh, I can't remember what town it's called. Anyway. 
Uh, hey, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody, for Wesley Chu. Yay! Looking past me, I'm trying to see if somebody looking at me. Is they staring at me? Taking all this money, you know. I got 30 seconds spin the beat. Yeah, thank you, everyone. It's good to be up here again. Yeah, so um, like the city of San Francisco, I also despise children. Um, I don't get it. I feel like for a lot of people, having kids is a it's a short-sighted endeavor. What do you usually hear? Oh, I want to have a baby. I want to have a baby. They're round, they're adorable, and they have that fresh baby smell. You know, that's not going to last a whole lot of time, right? Give it five years, and then once they uh, start talking back to you, then uh, show's over. You never hear people say, I want to have a teenager. Uh, I want to uh, deal with other people's acne. Uh, I want to be constantly be thrown uh, attitude all the time. And I want to catch my kids masturbating. You never hear that from, from would-be parents. Uh, yeah, kids overrated um and i think as uh, as a human species we probably should stop uh breeding um if you can't tell from my lovely personality uh, i love dogs uh dogs are great or as i like to call um genetically fucked up wolves because they are can you just imagine a wolf like encountering a, a dog well let's say uh, let's throw in a wiener dog a uh, dachshund just looking at it like what the fuck are you holy Shit, you look like ass. You kind of look like me, but not really. Like, how do you live with yourself? So, yeah, that's, that's kind of one of the reasons why I like dogs. I also like dogs because they're also cute and adorable, and they look the way I want to feel, which is uh, happy and excited about living. Um, I think that goes for a lot of people, too. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And uh, cats... I, I don't get cats. I know a lot of people love cats. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, the funny thing is, is that cats don't give a flying fuck about you uh, for the majority of the time. Um, I feel like for a lot of people who like cats, they also enjoy a degree of emotional abuse. I really do. Like, just think about the day-to-day -day interaction with a cat. Like, oh... Hello, human. Thank you for feeding me. Um, as a way to repay you, I will be doing nothing for 16 hours. And uh, when I wake up, I will cause chaos. Oh, look, a coffee mug on a table. Great. Let me just hop on it and just knock that fucking thing over. Oh, shit. Look, it's in a million fucking pieces. Uh, enjoy. Oh, hi, human. What's what's with the hand? Why is it coming towards me? What the, hey, hey, don't fucking touch me. Do not fucking touch me. I did not give you my consent, goddammit. You touch me again, I will fucking cut you. So my girlfriend and I just got a cat. And uh, we got a cat because we realized that right now we're, we're both in a uh, healthy, uh, steady relationship. And uh, we both came from uh, previously emotionally abusive relationships. And uh, we came to the realization that uh, we really had a nostalgic longing for uh, crying several hours in a day and uh, questioning our self-worth. Uh, hence the cat. 
And my girlfriend got a cat uh, for me and was really, really pushing for it. So I'm guessing she uh, really had a hankering for emotional abuse again, uh, like myself. So yeah, that goes our furniture. Thank you, everyone. That's my time. Have a good night. Wesley Chu, everyone. Sweet. Keep those hands clapping. Uh, I'm going to go do a couple jokes. Yay, me. Yay. Oh, it's okay. You can, you can hear me from the bathroom. It's okay. If you got to pee. Oh, are you going to, are you, were you going to go number two? Were you thinking about it? Is it, it, it depends. Well, it depends how much you ate today. It might curl around the bowl. You might go number six. Right? Don't go number two, go number six. That'll be cute. Yeah, or don't fart now. Like you don't want to have that. You know, this is the weird thing. I always think about cliches and you, cliches have to happen for a long time for it to be a thing. And shit the bed. I'm like, how many people are shitting the bed? I've never actually shit the bed. Like, I've peed in the bed. Usually not my bed either, which works out. It's like the worst, that's the worst thing to do if you're in someone else's bed and then you wake up and you're like, who is peeing on me? And it's like, oh, that's me. Ah! You wake up out of a blackout when you're sleeping. No one else is an alcoholic. That's fantastic. That's so good for you guys. I love that for you. That's good. You don't drink like I do, that's fine. It's just that it's not that I it's not that I have a problem drinking. I have a problem eating. So then I get so then I have a problem drinking because I didn't eat. And hence making out with oh my god, age appropriate guy last night, like just gross. Forty-five, so old, right? Ugh. It's so hard like hanging out with the twenty somethings that I'm like. I'm still young. I dressed. They're like, oh, no. Get back over with the age-appropriate guys, Pam. I like to drink. Um, cool. So here's the thing I've, I, I like to do. We'll become friends real quick. I like to pretend that I could win the science fair with the ghosts of my aborted uh, babies. And so they would be, like, one of them would be in fifth grade right now. So time to win the science fair. So I thought, here's the idea that I would do if I, if my child was alive, so I could win the science fair. It's so good. So sometimes in the morning, because I drink so much at night, I throw up um, after I drink cold water. So does this ever happen to anyone else? You pound the water in the morning, and then it comes out. See, right, I, thank you. Thank you for making me not feel alone. So if the water in the refrigerator, and there's eight ounces of it, and it's like 38 degrees, and then I pound the water, and then the child has a timer and times until I vomit into a cup where the child takes the temperature of the water. How many calories did I burn being an alcoholic? It's basic chemistry. I'm so excited about it. And I feel like we could really do something here. Like if it's 22 minutes and it raises up to a certain degree. Okay. Another science fair idea, big, big winner, um, for especially for San Francisco locals, uh, which muni bus is the most disgusting? Can you catch, catch chlamydia from the 22? <laughs> what is that liquid on the nine? Let's find out together. I need a child and some litmus paper, some swabs, plastic bags. We're going to forensic this shit out. We're going to win science fair.
another idea, a little bit more um, paleolithic, or I don't know what the word would be, but dinosaur bones, right? Like T-Rex. Everyone think of T-Rex right now. Think of a T-Rex and the bones. And it's so weird because he's like the biggest, coolest dinosaur, right? And we put him on big, beefy legs and his little tiny arms. But if you look at his, his musculature, and I mean not musculature, his bones, he doesn't have like a breastbone, which is weird. And I've deboned a lot of birds and they all have breastbones. Everything, everyone has a breastbone. Everyone has one. Every, everything does. So you think about the dinosaur bones in your head right now. Think of the T-Rex bones. So he's got articulated spine from his head to his tail, except on the middle there's this weird hip cap that like forces him over and there's these weird things down there that are like, what were those? What is that about? What is that? Why do we do that? The hubris of man to make the biggest, coolest dinosaur on two legs. If you flip that hip cap around and make it a breastbone, those big beefy legs become big beefy wings. And you move the little arms, which are attached to nothing on the bones. I challenge you all to look at the bones and then tell me, like, I'm the smartest person alive. If you take those little tiny legs and you move them back, have you ever seen, you see birds, big birds, tiny legs, like, look at a seagull. That's spindly little legs. And then big body. T-Rex was a dragon. T-Rex was a dragon. Right? Right. Why would we have so much dragon mythology? Why? Why is there St. George and the dragon? Why are the Chinese people like obsessed with fucking dragons? You've got Japanese with the dragons. You got the girl with the, dra- dra- the dragon tattoo. I don't know how it got to Denmark, but there it is. <laughs> dragons everywhere. Because the T-Rex was a dragon. And I proved this once by buying the, um, the 3D puzzle from Costco, and I put it together the correct way, and it works. It actually works. You put the little thing in the breastbone, and they go, wah, wah. And Thank you guys for being here tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, there's another open mic at Slate right now. Someone lost their earbuds. Okay. And um, thanks for giving me money, and I'm, I'll see you all in September. But everything still happens, so um, Ian's going to be hosting some shows and and Lauren's going to be hosting some shows so everything is happening as if I'm here it's just other people are doing it so yay bye everybody yay Send me with a strap, you ain't even fucking yeah, with us. Up. No, you a odd bitch. Rollin' with the opposite. No, you a odd bitch. Up on my block, you thin, get dismissed. And you poppin' up your companies, bitch. They doin' dick. You sure ain't even sayin' nothing. I know you a odd It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV. Says she watches too much. It's just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night. Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. Got a bum education, double-digit inflation. Can't take the train to the job. There's a strike at the station. Neon King Kong standing on my back. Can't stop to turn around. Broke my sacroiliac, a mid-range migraine, cancer membrane. Sometimes I think I'm going insane. I swear I might hijack a plane. Don't push me. Call. I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle.
sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Oh, so what's the problem? Ain't no funeral problem. Yo, you ain't got a 
private fine Then as I drifted off I heard Al Roker say to me Dial 1-900-4-J
a mission. And for my sins, I gave him one. Brought it up to me like room service. It was a real choice mission. And when it was over, I'd never want another. I was going to the worst place in the world, and I didn't even know it yet. Weeks away and hundreds of miles up a river that snaked through the war like a main circuit cable, plugged straight into currents. It was no accident that I got to be the caretaker of Colonel Walter E. Kurtz's memory, any more than being back in Saigon was an accident. There is no way to tell his story without telling my own. And if his story is really a confession, then so is mine.
Nothing. He came and found. And found. Oh, he's crossed into Cambodia with his Montagnard army of his that worship the man like a god and follow every order, however ridiculous. Well, you see, Willard, in this war, things get confused out there. Power, ideals, rule morality, and practical military necessities. But out there with these natives, it must be a temptation to be God. Because there's a conflict in every human heart between the rational and the irrational, between good and evil. And good does not always triumph. Oh, boy, you're my
testing one, two. Testing gear. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy DJ Rowe. We got Najee, Age Scott, and Christian in the building. This is Mutiny Radio, y'all. You listen to Mutiny Radio. So they can't hear me right now? Okay. So right now they can hear me. Okay. Hey y'all, this is Muni Radio, y'all. This is your boy DJ Rowe. I'm up in here with Age Scott and Christian, man. We about to get this going. Najee's about to be up in the building in a minute. But you know what I'm saying? We're gonna keep that on the down low. Yeah. My brother from another mother, baby. Yeah, man. Oh, no, this is from work. <laughs> Coming straight out of work, man. Hey, man, I was asked to cancel R. Kelly, man. You know DJ Rowe can't cancel R. Kelly. It just can't happen. Muni Radio, y'all.
situation. Not all 